This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everybody. I hope the new year is treating you well and you're having a great day. Can you believe it's three weeks into January with with a week and a day left to go? I, I cannot. Like, we're almost one-twelfth of the way through 2022. Hopefully, your January's gotten off to a great start and you're going to close out the month well. Make sure you keep your eye on the prize and keep your groups focused. This is Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your financial success. So as we get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from what we're talking about here today. If so, please take time to share either personally or through your social network, okay? Because if you if we're sharing it and talking about it and you think somebody else needs to know, please forward it on to them. Also, if you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk shop, then feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Before we get started with episode 44, phase two, repairing your auto repair shop, I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out and thank our sponsor, AutoLeap. Do you find it hard to manage the day-to-day at your repair shop? AutoLeap is here to make your life easier. AutoLeap is a modern, sleek, cutting-edge software for all your shop management needs. Say goodbye to stacks of paper and hello to the future. Streamline your daily processes, build stronger relationships with your customers, and turbocharge your growth, all with AutoLeap. What are you waiting for? Make the jump to the future of auto repair software with AutoLeap. Check them out at www.autoleap.com. You can also go to our show notes for the link as well. So if you haven't been following us and this is the first time you're hearing any of my episodes, this is phase two, repairing your auto repair shop. If you haven't listened to phase one, you want to go back and before that, you can go back and listen to episode 39, which kind of gives a brief overview of all the phases together. Okay. So if you need to, you need to go back and, and catch up with those. So where we left off in phase one was we're correcting our margins. We're, we're riding the ship. We're, we're moving things forward. And now this um, second section or phase two, we could call it growth mode, putting the right people in the right place and, and doing some of those things. Number one out of this is the actual growth mode. We talk about productivity tracking, and with productivity tracking, it's not just something that we're going to talk about and keep secret to ourselves and yell and scream at people. We're going to actually have productivity trackers set up so that we have what the technicians are actually doing versus time spent, and we're also going to go through and share that with them. Not in a public area, but in, in an employee bathroom, in the employee meeting room, we're going to post what they're doing. And the reason we want to do that is we want to everybody to see what their percentages are. Again, if we track it and measure it, we can correct it. And, and two, typically, if we have four technicians and we've got two people on the bottom all the time, eventually they're going to get sick of being at the bottom and they're going to start actively working on their productivity and wanting to get better and they're going to move up the list. Well, that's awesome because what happens is it knocks somebody in the number two position down to three or four, and then that person gets pissed off and wants to move up the list. Okay, so in this growth mode, we're looking at productivity tracking. We're also looking at 
What is your shop designed to do? What's your shop capable of doing? The other thing we want to have is we want to make sure that we have, for technicians, we have a producer in every bay. I've talked about this recently. If you if you haven't heard me talk about it, you can go back to the camp episode that we did on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Have to make sure you have a producer in every bay, especially with COVID, post-COVID world. There's always somebody sick on vacation or something else. And if you have a have a shop with four, five, six people, if you lose one person out of that, a lot of times that's enough productivity to take the shop owner from making money to breaking even or, or losing just a little bit. Number two in this phase two is employee handbook. We got to make sure that the handbook's written. It's, it's written for you and what your shop's beliefs and values are. It's also conforms with your state guidelines. What this what this gives us is this gives us a mechanism to enforce the rules overall, like the overall rules of the shop. It also tells the people what happens if and and a lot of handbooks that we had to redo this last year is we put pandemic clauses in there or, or COVID guidelines in there and and how we handle that. What we're having to do with some states like Colorado is change the the PTO regulations and guides. So that brings us into number three. We're talking about three different employee things right here. So the first one was employee handbook. Number three in the overall list was employee job descriptions. Like what is each job responsible for? What what do they do? How do they do it? When do we do quarterly reviews? Like like all that should be in the job descriptions. And the biggest part for that is if you remember remember me talking about the handbook just a minute ago and I said it gives us a mechanism to enforce the rules overall, then the employee job descriptions, this is how you coach accountability and and how you hold them accountable to what they're doing or what they're supposed to be doing. If we don't have a handbook, we don't have any descriptions, job descriptions, then it's just a free-for-all and everybody does what they want to. And then when you try to hold somebody accountable, you can't. Because their first thing is, is like, well, I didn't know that. So if you bring them in day one and you know what the handbook is and the job descriptions, but if you've never had those, then that's why it comes in here. We have to stabilize the business first in phase one. And then phase two is about this. We're, we're, we're moving, we're growing, we're extending the business onward. Number four thing on the list is employee pay plans. And it's the kind of like the third leg of the stool for the employee side. We have to make sure that we're paying the technicians properly, make sure that the service advisors are are paid properly. I could do a whole show on just pay plans. There's so many different ones to do from. If, you, if you're interested in a pay plan, if you want to try something new, then give me a call, shoot me an email, and we can talk about something that you want to put in place. But the other thing is, is before we start doing pay plans, we have to have all these other things fixed first. You can't just jump in and straight out the gate do a pay plan without having these other other items and mechanisms in place. No matter where you're at, no matter what you do, we can come up with a pay plan for you. We've got some pretty standard ways that we do it. Again, the service advisor staff or the, the management staff needs to be held to total sales and gross profit. The technicians need to be held to productivity. If you have everybody bought in in a great culture, then you can have one that works for everybody, but that has to be a really, really special situation. Okay. Now we're at number five and 
And so one, I don't, I don't want you to think that we're going to do these like in order. I've just listed them in an order. The actual order of operations is we may get to phase two and be finishing up some things from phase one. And we may be working on two or three of these things at a time. So like typically we'll be working on employee handbook, employee job descriptions at the same time, and then work into pay plans. The thing that I want you to remember is the faster we get through the phases is completely up to you and and your level of working on it and, and doing these things and improving these things. So number five on our list is marketing and car count. So this is a, this is a tough one. I get a lot of phone calls. They're like, Chris, we're not making our bills. Everything's, you know, we just need more cars. And that's the simple answer is we just need more cars. But if your margins aren't correct, then you don't need more cars. You're just going to go broke quicker. And you have to look at your processes and procedures and see, do we really need more cars or do we need to do a better job of the cars that we've, that we're currently with? And that's a function of what your average repair order is, what your average estimate is. And so we have to determine if you need more cars to reach your shop's capability that we talked about earlier, or just do a better job with what we already have. Number six on this list is probably... If you don't hear me say another word in my lifetime, if you don't learn anything from me in your lifetime as a business owner, number six is the one thing that I wish I could give every shop owner in the United States. It's the, it has the most impact as long as your margins are are correct. And, and that's the auto shop profits and cash flow program. Controlling your money identifying the percentages for your business is such a huge tool to have for you is being in charge of your money. If you know your, your operating expenses are at 35% and you can trim it to 30 and every time you see your income from the, from the day before or whatever, and you disperse those or allocate all of those into the proper accounts and if you have your margins correct and everything's correct, then that flows so good. And then you're putting actual real cash, real profit in your bank account and not just on paper. Because we all know at the end of the year, at the end of whenever, if you show you've got a $100,000 net, you know, we might want to take that money out and roll in it for a little while. I don't know. Do whatever you want to with it. But the point is, is to have it so that you're in control of it. So if we... If we look at the steps or the process, you know, what do you do? How do we work through the auto shop profits and cash flow? One thing we have to do is we have to determine what your current margins are and what the margins for a healthy business would be. Just for like your parts cost, like your parts cost should be about 23% or lower if you can get it around. And so you're allocating for every $100 you bring in, you're allocating $23 to that. Same thing for your labor costs your profit sharing, your debt, those things like that. All of those have percentages and you only have 100% to give out. So that's that's where you come with it. So that's one of the first things we do when we do that is we do an income statement review and and see what your margins are, see what's proper and what's not and, and where we fix it. From, from there, uh, we look at setting up bank accounts. We have to pick a bank, set up bank accounts and we want to Depending on your shop, we're going to have six to nine bank accounts, depending on what you do and, and how it is. And it sounds scary 
typically this is the hardest part of the whole process is the setting up of the bank accounts because you have to get a bank that's on board with letting you have eight, nine bank accounts where if some of them sit at zero for a while, then that's okay. And they're not going to charge you fees and everything else. After we set up the bank accounts, we're, we're completing our allocation chart based on our percentages where we want to go. We also make sure that the account and our bookkeepers on board. If they're not on board, it's time to find another one. And then, and then finally, we start making all- allocations, and then we we make slow, steady changes because slow and steady wins a race. So while we're working on that, we're also working on identifying key employees. You you people have heard me say this before. Some can only get you so far. You need to realize who those are and replace them if nefe- if necessary. And if you've got technicians, service advisors, store managers, if you've got those people that are doing great and can take you to the stars, you make sure we keep them on the bus. Whatever whatever you need to do to make sure you keep them, uh, especially if it means they can run the business without you, if that's what you want. If your goal is stepping out of the business and moving forward, then that's what you want. You want the, the group of people that can run it without you and take it to the, the stars, the moon, the Milky Way. Other thing we do here is training for everybody. Your job as an owner during this time is to elevate the abilities of everyone in the business. You don't be afraid of training them and having them go somewhere else. If you train them and they go somewhere else, typically it's, it's not because they wanted to go somewhere else. It's because we didn't do something right and we drove them away. So don't ever be in the mode or don't, don't live or run a shop in fear because you're afraid you're going to train your people up and they're going to leave. If you train them up and they leave, then great. We'll get some more and train them up if that's the case. Hopefully it's not. But now now we're, we're training everybody. We've got pay plans in place. We've got employee handbooks. And I'm going to run through these again. So we have eight steps that we can work on during this. And depending on what we're doing, there might be a couple of sub-steps. But this is the general overview of, of phase two of repairing your auto repair shop. So if we go back through them, number one is growth mode. Number two is employee handbook. Number three is employee job descriptions. Number four is employee pay plans. Number five is marketing and car count, depending on if you need more cars or just need to do a better job with your cars. Auto shop profits and cash flows, number six. Number seven is identifying and keeping key employees. And number eight is training for everybody. That's That includes you. That's That's your shop coach, your peer groups. That's peer groups for your service advisors. That's uh, sending them to STX. That's sending all of your your service advisors or technicians to vision. Wherever that is, you need to train them. That's having somebody come in and train train you guys. So those are the eight steps. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me email. And we'll go through there. Keep keep an ear out for phase three coming up. It'll be up out in a couple of weeks. Outside of that, have a great day, everybody. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and followed us for free, then why not? I'm sure there's someone you care about who can benefit from our talk here today. So please feel free to share or forward this episode to them. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me. Chris at AutoFixSOS.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody.